Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. So, we're going to be looking at The Last Dance, specifically episodes 5 and 6. And we're going to ask a very important question, um, which we will get to. So, episode 5 basically looks at 1992 and the Dream Team situation and it looks at um, Kobe Bryant in the 1998 All-Star Game. And so with uh, what we're seeing in, uh, we saw in the last episode before this one, and then we see in episode 5 and 6, and we're going to probably see it going through the rest of the series, there's flashbacks and then going to present day, and then they flash back to the 90s, and then it goes to present day. And so you really get to see... um, all aspects of Chicago. I'm assuming um, that when we watch uh, 7 and 8, it'll show um, the beginnings of Dennis Rodman. Obviously, the last three episodes, you haven't seen Dennis Rodman in them because um, it's more talking about the early uh, years. And so the Steve Kerr, Bill Wellington, um, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, um, those guys really weren't in this, um, um, you know couple of episodes about the last dance except for the international uh, dream team Tony Kukoc was on um, I think Croatia so they showed him for that but you know Steve Kerr Bill Bill Wellington and um, they haven't showed Ron Harper or you know Dennis Rodden because they weren't there at that time and so you were getting a lot more Horace Grant and John Paxson and some interviews from some of those guys and so this episode basically looks at the 92 um, season where they win the championship, their two-peat, um, and it also looks at the Dream Team, and it looks at um, pretty much everything uh, involving that. And so um, then we get to the Dream Team, and this is the question that I had alluded to at the beginning of the podcast. Isaiah Thomas um, was left off the team, and the way they wanted to do it was they had NBA players, plus they wanted someone from college. And so it came down to Clyde Drexler of the Trailblazers and Isaiah Thomas of the Pistons. Now, the three biggest names on on this 1992 Dream Team were Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. Now, Magic Johnson was someone who played against the Pistons in one championship, and they lost um, to the Bad Boys. Um, And, you know, Magic Johnson knew of their reputation from playing them during the season. So he um, wasn't as affiliated as much because he wasn't on an Eastern Conference team like uh, Larry Bird and uh, Michael Jordan. But then you get to, uh, you know, Larry Bird, who played against the Pistons and won some some games, and there was that very good, you know, stolen ball, and then it goes to Dennis Johnson, and he scores, um, and it's one of the greatest plays in NBA history, and the Pistons lost, and then you go into the, the late 80s when the Pistons ended up beating the Celtics, and so Larry Bird did not like the physical play that um, the 90, uh, you know, Pistons and the 89 Pistons in this sort of bad boy era he didn't like that, and Michael Jordan didn't like it either because the Pistons were just ganging up on Michael Jordan, and he didn't like it, uh, and so the three biggest faces of this dream team did not like um, the bad boys, 
And as a result, Isaiah Thomas, who was their point guard and their best player and a Hall of Famer, was uh, left off the team. They added one college player, Christian Leitner. He was the best college basketball player at the time. And then you had the team, which was made up of pretty much Hall of Famers. Take out Christian Leitner. Everybody on the team who was in the NBA at that time was a Hall of Famer uh, in the future. They all would get in uh, to Springfield in the Hall of Fame. But Isaiah Thomas wasn't a part of that team. He might feel a little bit snubbed. I don't believe he was snubbed. I think maybe it came down to Clyde Drexler and Isaiah Thomas, like they said, and maybe Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson really didn't want to do this with Isaiah Thomas. I think whoever was in charge of um, basketball um, for the United States at this time probably didn't care either way. I think it was more, um, let's make everyone happy. Let's make Michael very happy. He's a superstar. Larry Bird's a superstar. Magic Johnson's a superstar. And if you have your three best players who are upset with someone, you don't want them on the team. I think they would have been fine with Isaiah Thomas there, but it would have messed up their chemistry just a little bit because it would have been, you know, a bunch of guys who didn't really want to be anywhere near him and then a bunch of other guys who were kind of just didn't care because it didn't really affect them. And so um, it was much better for the 92 Dream Team if they had um, this player who was a menace for so many years off of their roster and off the 92 Dream Team. So do I think there was um, a targeting of Isaiah Thomas in this situation? I don't know if I'd say there was. I'd say there was one spot left, there were two guys, and they chose the player that they felt was much better fitting for this team. And so in that sense, yes, Isaiah Thomas got snubbed of a last spot, but I'm sure if there was an extra spot there, he would have been the first guy they would have chosen because he was a Hall of Famer as well. And so I think, um, obviously, the best players want to make this team, and obviously this is probably the best um, assemblance of basketball players for the United States ever, period. And so to be left off of that and to have your suspicions, uh, I mean, that's 100% on you, but... As someone who watches basketball and has been watching this documentary and has been watching or has watched documentaries about the bad boy Pistons and about the Celtics and how they um, dealt with the Pistons in the late 80s, um, I think he was snubbed a little bit, but that was only because there were two spots left and they chose the guy who they were more friendly with and would have had a better time with and they didn't want to have to deal with Isaiah Thomas. So um, obviously... You know, it stinks for Isaiah Thomas, but I don't think it's the end of the world because um, he still had a very good career. And I think he would rather take two championships and being a bad boy and doing all that stuff than no championships and making the Dream Team. So, you know, I don't think that's an issue for him. So for the Dream Team, it worked out. Obviously, they were very, very good. So good um, on them. Now, um... If you look at the rest of um, the next episode, which um, I believe is number six, this one looks at the 1993 season, and it looks at Michael Jordan in 1998 and his um, gambling and some of his issues um, and sort of more of the fallout of the 1998 season. Um, 
And so you get more of the 1993 season, which was their three-peat. And, you know, they played the Phoenix Suns, and you had the, the famous John Paxton shot. And then you have the um, very, um, very good Charles Barkley performance where they ended up, the Phoenix Suns ended up winning in, I think it was quadruple overtime. And so, um, you know, that was a good series. Um, and you saw some success from both sides, um, some great basketball, and it was a three-peat. And so um, we're going to now, I'm sure, transition into the second three-peat. We're going to learn more about how Steve Kerr and how Dennis Rodman came to be um, and all these other pieces um, because Michael Jordan left the game of basketball to play baseball for a little bit with the White Sox minor league club. And we're going to have to see how things, you know, for that short period of time changed and how players got moved around and left and how Horace Grant was gone and John Paxton was gone and sort of these uh, perennial figures for the Bulls were gone. Um, and so now you're into a totally new situation. So, yeah, uh, that's probably where they're going to transition to. And so for me, the final sort of thing I want to look at here, um, and this is uh, kind of where I'm at, I want to look at the 1991 through 1993 championships and scale them against the three later championships that included Dennis Rodman and Steve Kerr and company. So, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were there. Phil Jackson was there for all six. And I don't really know if there's um, a championship that is the best for them. But, you know, in my opinion, I think the latter three championships... Uh, were far more successful and greater than what we saw um, in the first three. Now, granted, Michael Jordan's first championship, it's a big one, and then you get the first three-peat. But when it's all said and done, 1996 season, which was their first championship um, with Michael, Scotty, and Dennis Rodman, was the 72-win season, which was the greatest uh, performance in a season um, ever. I know Golden State came um, and tried to, you know, usurp that throne a couple of years ago, but that was just insane what the Chicago Bulls did that year. And then you think about their last season together where you have what is going on in this whole series, the fact that Phil Jackson's out and Michael's out and Scotty's out and Dennis Rodman's out and all the issues and all the stuff that you don't get to see as a fan until now and all the behind-the-scenes footage and extras that come through this, and so I think Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson and the Chicago Bulls itself were more successful in their second three-peat than in their first one, because you have probably a top five rebounder in Dennis Rodman all time. I think Dennis Rodman, if you didn't believe that uh, beforehand, you're seeing this, you know, uh, right now and I was looking at something online and it said Dennis Rodman's career stats for points is like 6,500 his career rebound stats is like 11,000 something so he's got at least 5,000 more rebounds than he has points which most people cannot say that most people uh, probably have a lot more points than assists or a lot more points than rebounds um and so, 
you know, that's a crazy stat. And, you know, you just look at their team. It was so well built from top to bottom. I think Horace Grant's great, but Dennis Rodman's a Hall of Famer. And he won two championships with the Bad Boy Pistons for a reason. And so taking him and putting him in that equation gives you something that the first three championships didn't have. And so, you know, when there's one season left in 1998, and that's, you know, got a light of fire under you to be the best that you can be. And so I love um, the second three championships just a little bit more because of that. And I think that it, in my opinion, is overall better um, than the first three championships. And so if I was um, to give you my opinions, one versus the other, I would most likely say that the first three were not as good as the second three championships in Chicago.